two, one. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasatman. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and a peace be upon you all. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solutions Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Well, Grand Rising, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Susan Essentials Self-Cell Care. And today we're talking about manifesting the change in your life and really... What better day to do it? Today is two, 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 two. 
that is magical on any level. Um, one of the things that I'm doing a little differently um, as I start each show is I'm sharing uh, my health journey so that you know why I spend every Tuesday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. to 10 uh, a.m. Eastern to uh, lead you to wellness. I reversed over, um, I don't know, 21 different chronic conditions using plants and energy-based healing. Um, I was misdiagnosed in 1997 and went from being a bodybuilder, as you can see, to obese. And I was about 235 pounds and um, reversed all of that again using plants and energy. And it was actually really easy when I just went back to basics. Um, nutrition is key, but I want to talk about this relative to this show today. I took um, a course in. I think it was 1989, maybe 19, 1989, 1990, around there, because it was about the time just before I graduated uh, from undergrad. It was landmark education. And what they taught me was to take the past, put it in the past, and create a future based out of nothing at all. And so when I got sick, I really believe that it was that mindset and that training that allowed me to rethink my entire, my entire reality. And so I have two amazing women here today, uh, Jamie Klein and Nikki Sampson, and we're gonna bring them on right now. And they are experts, I mean experts, at helping people to redefine um, the reality and look at all the pieces of the puzzle and then bring them back to make all the pieces fit. So without further ado, let me see, Jamie and Nikki. Hi. How Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? I am great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a beautiful day. I'm excited. We're going to manifest some stuff for, for ourselves and for people. And yeah, we're all good. Awesome. <laughs> so. Um, I like that portal's open. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> um, you know, Nikki, um, I, you know, I, I should have asked you this. So if it's, a, if it's a no, it's okay. Um, it's all a yes. It's all a yes. It's all a yes. Do you yep. want to share? Right because I had a similar circumstance. I mean, you're studying pranic healing. I'm just completing, or did you already complete your pranic? I actually, I don't study it. I'm just a recipient of it. Recipient of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm the recipient of it. Nice. <laughs> I have a pranic healer that works on me. Nice. Um, I'm actually learning that in a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am studying Reiki right now. The most humbling thing, which was really edifying for me, um, was that um, I am a healer. Um, 
I've always told people I don't have training, um, not official training. It came from God. And when I was watching the training and doing the training um, over the last few days, I saw how um, the Reiki practitioners interweave, if you will, a different energy to clear, to protect. And this, I do all that. And I've never been trained. And so I feel like it's important to note for people who are out there who feel that they have gifts and are afraid to come out with them. The message I'm being told to share is that you have the gifts, use them, you know, it's okay. You don't need to be official. You can use them. And uh, because God will give it to you, it's your divine right. And that's, you know, I just got official training, but so I can put it, you know, on the, on the next banner I create. But yeah, you need that certification, right? I just had that conversation of when you're healing people and supporting them, they're not going to ask you what certification you got and what school you went to. They just want to know, are you making them feel better? Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that is, is really it. And so I would agree with that for those people that are starting to feel that and starting to work through that, finding that safe space, mm -hmm. but not needing to get the certification. Exactly. Exactly. So do you want to share what you manifested um, yourself, uh, which you shared this morning with um, your, yeah. your own healing? Yeah. Because I think it's yes. important for us to share what we do, right? And Jamie, I'm going to right. call you next. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think as a recipient, so I have been on a healing journey uh, probably for 20 years. And so I was kind of obsessively having the conversation of it has to be better. Like this, it can't be my life. It has to be better. Mm -hmm. And so constantly asking that question, it was a little rough in the beginning. You know, you're not asking the empowering questions to the universe. You're kind of asking the, like, <laughs> why is this happening to me? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I Right. I did that a lot. And so the universe was like, well, this is why it's happening. And this is why it's happening. But finally, I started understanding that you can ask those empowering questions of, you know, what, what am I here to learn? What is this lesson teaching me? And so working through all that, it was a long, long journey. But I think just recently, six weeks ago, I um, started working with Farrell Moore as my chronic healer. She's amazing. And it was, I was having some health issues that Western medicine said, take some antidepressants, right. feel better. We'll see if it feels better. That's um, really, I had cystitis, um, my bladder, I hold stress in my bladder and it was causing um, fake symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started with her. I do acupuncture as well. And that really helped, but I kind of knew there was probably some underlying trauma happening and childhood trauma, maybe some past life traumas. And so that's why I went with her and she definitely was like immediately said, yeah, you got a rock of energy here that we need to really, we need to heal through that. Um, so but, wait, and I want to so, yeah. pause you because you just said we have a yeah. rock of energy here. So for the rest yeah. of the public, a rock of energy, this think about a blockage, 
something that's not flowing through, that's stopping the energy going from one place to the next. It's a big boulder in the way, <laughs> right? That really big? big. Yeah, really big, right? <laughs> Especially if it's a past life, man, because it's building up. <laughs> Just saying. Right. <laughs> it was mounting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started, that was the initial ask and that was the initial why I started. But then of course, you know, once you start working with one and everything, the floodgates come out. So I ended up with the next session was like, my throat gets really hot and red. And so every time I talk to somebody, I have this red chest and it's embarrassing. So now I want to hide. And she was like, she worked on that. And I had a really big cord in my throat. And so she had to pull, start pulling energetic cords out of me because I was just connecting to everybody else and not letting go of anybody else's energy. Yes. And so, yes. So that uh -huh. was me. I'm the queen of control. So I'm the queen of holding cords. And so she really has done a number on me and really worked. But I think the one thing to note was I was holding on to them so hard. It was like, I wouldn't let her touch them. And so eventually I just, you know, the building up with trust with her and then letting her pull those cords. But I think the most recent one that happened was my grandmother transitioned uh, about a week ago and it was pretty traumatic for me. Of I knew she's 88. So the trauma of like, she lived a long life and yes, the normal like thought processes were all there. But it was really, I was learning that as I did my personal growth, she was also declining in her health. And so we were mismatching and not connecting. And she was really the house that I could go in and take off all my armor, no matter what was happening in oh, my wow. life. And yeah. as I was going through personal growth, there was a lot of wonkiness. And oh. I didn't understand and couldn't articulate a lot of that. Wait, wait, wait. Is what too hard? What, to that's end. a technical yeah. term, is it not? Wonkiness. Which one? <laughs> Wonkiness. I think that's a technical term. Just saying. I feel like it has to be. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you can't articulate what you're going through because it's not normal and we don't speak about it. I have a lot of issues with, I can articulate it three years later, like, oh, I had this experience and this is what happened. I'm trying to work on articulate it right in the moment. But my grandma, she luckily let me kind of just go through everything in her house. So I had to work on that. And the, just the distance we had in our life, just because I moved and my career was getting busy. And so I didn't make as much time for her. And, you know, then the guilt started. And so I got this really bad backache. Um, like, you know, like I went to go lift when I was lifting and, but that wasn't happened. I stand, stood in the bathroom, was getting my makeup ready. And all of a sudden this back pain just started immediately. And I didn't know what it was. So I contacted Farrell. I sent her a message saying, here's what's happening. I had a cord that got stuck to my back chakra. I don't know the technical term of it, but it was like, I needed to work on either forgiving myself, forgiving someone else. There was something there about forgiveness is what happened in the energy and the cord. And so it took about seven days. And while she was in the hospital, I had to work through that. And by the time I got to Nebraska to see her, she saw me, she knew I was there. And then two days later she transitioned. So it was just a very, I don't think I would have understood any of that if I hadn't worked been working with Farrell at all. So, well, and let's talk about the pain. 
So pain showed up, right? Yes. And yep. you were astute really enough and self-aware enough to connect it to an event outside of yourself. Yes. Yeah, something, I knew that something was happening because I was standing, I, it wasn't like I was at the gym, I hadn't squatted, I didn't do anything, it was just like, it just popped up and it was there. And so I was aware enough to know that nothing could have caused this at the moment, there's something happening energetically to me. Right, and so what people are, a lot of people are not aware of is that pain can, like, I mean, pain can just show up when you're walking because somebody somebody else's energy is popping from their body to your body or from somebody who's transitioned you know they're trying to get a message out for for an opportunity for you to um to clear a past trauma right so um <laughs> and Vieta is here she says grand rising you beautiful conscious sisters <laughs> good morning yes <laughs> so um love you Vieta. thank you for being here yeah um we call ourselves the, the conscious co-creators <laughs> so yeah, and so it was interesting. My my uncle died on my parents' wedding anniversary. There's no surprise on dates, right? And yeah, no surprise. Uh uh. And so, um, it gave Andrew and I together as a team an opportunity to clear abandonment issues um, that we had from our past, you know? Um, you know, cause I abandoned him in the 1400s when we were married, you know, cause it's not our first go round, right? Right, and, right. Um, and I abandoned him because I died and he raised my mom, which was our daughter, and um, taught her how to um, be treated by men, right? Yeah. And he raised yes. her. And so, but there were other abandonment issues as well that, you know, that's just, you know, a few to get us started. But so. But that's a big one. It was, right? It <laughs> that's was. a very big one for a lot of people that they don't even know they're carrying. Right. And so if you feel betrayed a lot um, or abandoned, you can clear that yourself or with a professional um, energetically um, because it's not yours to hold. And so when you're manifesting the change in your life, consider there are no boundaries <laughs> now i say you got to have boundaries healthy boundaries and what i'm here to tell you today is no boundaries <laughs> so thoughts jamie yeah you know i mean i think that everything that you guys are saying you know makes complete sense and i think we do get stuck in focusing on the past and where are we on you know 
we keep going back to abandonment issues or we go back to pain in our past. And yes, those things are there. And yes, we need to heal those things. But I think most people want to focus on healing those things by paying attention to them mm-hmm. instead of like Nikki said, what is, what am I supposed to learn from this? And once, once you know that you're supposed to learn something from it, put your focus into that lesson, you kind of let go of what actually happened or what the trauma was. And then the healing starts. And so I think um, it's a, it's more forward movement than looking back, but you're, but you're learning from what happened in the past. And so um, people really get stuck in the past and it's really, really hard to, to get them to hear when you say, you know, it's really not about your parents that maybe weren't perfect. It's more about what do you need to do to be a whole person moving forward? And what do you need to learn from that? And I think so much of that is knowing that none of us are perfect. None of us have, um, none of us are going, you know, going to do anything at a perfect level. And so we are going to, we are going to inflict pain on people, even though we don't intend to, we are going to have troubled times. We are going to be in this roller coaster sometimes when, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. So I think, you know, finding a plan on how to move forward is so important and there's so many tools out there for that. So I think, you know, just that first step is realizing it's not in the past, I think. So, so Give us an idea, Jamie, of some of the tools that you like to help people in that in that space. Well, so I come from a more um, kind of medical, functional medicine, integrative medicine standpoint. So my, I'm a little bit more technical than my teammates here. But um, but, but let me just say this. that makes us awesome, right? So yeah. So actually, that's you need you. right. Right. So what I want people to know before you speak, is that there's no right or wrong way. There's a blend, really, that of all ways, because I've used your way, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of Mm -hmm. it, not all. Mm -hmm. And it's important to know and to uh, that you have so many different access points. Yeah. And you need to find also the right ratio of those access points that suits you that might be different than your neighbor. Right. Okay. Well, yes, I I totally agree. And I think too, that's what I've learned over time is I started out very Western medicine, very medical, very, very by the book. And as, as I have had situations in my life with my family, with my kids, with myself, I've learned there are other ways. And so why can't we blend these together? Why can't we make this, um, you know, where everybody finds their own path, everybody finds their own way. And, and it's going to include some Western medicine, some functional medicine, and, and some just natural healing on and finding your own healing, right? And so I think um, some of the tools that I use is biofeedback using um, heart rate variability, learning about coherence, um, and learning how to take that into an energy space where you help people either find feelings or find attitudes that they want to 
experience, right? So usually people that come to our office are having, you know, symptoms, anxiety, depression, ADHD, or self-regulation issues, lots of different things. And they don't like the way they feel, right? Or they want to feel the way they used to feel, or they don't experience joy. So you, so what happens is, is we take the, we take what they want to feel, right? And some people either can are able to manifest that through biofeedback and heart rate variability training, or even if they're not able to even focus on a feeling yet, because that's just way too much, we focus on attitudes. Okay. So what attitude are we wanting to portray going into this next week? And then we help them try to find a way to get there with heart rate variability, biofeedback training. Um, and doing that it takes away the feeling part for a little while because, you know, not everyone is ready for that or it might be too much. And then we go into attitudes first and then we experience the feeling. And then once they get comfortable with knowing that I can manifest feelings, I can manifest attitudes and I do have some control over this, um, then they're able to go into feelings more, you know, in future, future times together, you know, sessions together. But you know, the more and more you get into that negative, um, and it's not always even just negative, but it's depleting emotions, energy draining emotions. Um, your baseline gets lower and lower and lower for your stress tolerance, your baseline for ability to manage stress, ability to self-regulate everything lowers when you are in these depleting emotions. And so then you're like, you know, I can't even handle, you know, feeding my dogs. I can't even handle getting out of the house. I can't go into Target without having panic, you know, and that well, happens you know because that your baseline me. is lowering. Yeah, and your baseline you know lowers. Me. And so what I do is I help people raise their baseline back up and then find renewing, ener you know, uh, renewing energy and emotions that they're able to recreate themselves. Okay, so let's do some definitions for, for some people. First of all, explain to us what is coherence. So coherence is the ability of a person to be able to regulate their heart rate, say, with their thought processes, their breathing, with their blood pressure. We all have this energy within us. And if things are coherent, meaning they're working together as a system, mm -hmm. it's going to be more harmonious. So if you think of gears on a car, if they're not running together and all of those pieces fall in exact alignment with one another, you're going to have grinding sound, right? It's going to sound terrible. The car's not going to run. You think of, um, you know, beaters on a mixer, on a mixer when you're, you know, making food, you know, if those beaters don't go exactly in line with one another and they start clanking together, nothing gets done. So that's coherence, that things are moving together, working together. So if you're, mind and your thought processes aren't in line with your heart rate and your blood pressure and your breathing, it's going to be fairly chaotic for you. And we're able to tell with the, we're able to tell with technology now, I mean, and it's been this way for quite a while actually, but, but with technology, you're able to tell if your heart rate and your, you know, thought processes and your feelings are all in line and coherent. So we can get a coherence score based on how in line everything is 
the more in line things are, the higher your baseline is, the better your mental health, the better your physical health. So not only is it about your mental health, but your physical health improves. Um, and then heart rate variability well, is pretty why technical. Does my mental, oh, why does my physical health improve because of my mental health? Because if you are if you are exhibiting renewing emotions, um, positive emotions, confident emotions, anything that falls in this renewing energy area, you're releasing dopamine and serotonin naturally. And those things are healing to your body. They create a sensation of pleasure. They create a sensation of calm and your blood pressure goes down. Your anxiety level goes down. Uh, and there's lots of things you can do to to get those hormones to release themselves naturally without medication, you know, exercise, being outside in nature, um, biofeedback, you know, meditation, prayer, all those things create those hormones to release without a medication. Um, if you're in the depleting emotions, you're releasing cortisol. And when cortisol is released from your body, it creates stress. So your blood pressure goes up, Does your heart rate goes pain? up. Does cortisol also cause pain for some of us? Cortisol causes pain. So when we release too much cortisol, too, it's it's healthy in a stressful, traumatic moment where you need to run from the tiger, right? Yeah, the saber-toothed so tiger. Accident, <laughs> what? The saber-toothed tiger. The saber-toothed tiger. So if you're in a car accident, right, cortisol helps you. If you're if you're in a really crisis situation, cortisol is your friend for a few minutes, but it's only meant to be around for a few minutes. Then it should go away. So many of us live in a body that's producing cortisol all the time. We are always running from the tiger. And so when we have high blood pressure all the time, when we have a high, high heart rate, we have our breathing and our coherence is not in line, then inflammation starts to happen in our body and inflammation causes pain. So when we have pain, it's from inflammation, which can definitely be linked back to too much cortisol, not dealing with our depleting emotions, whereas our energy being drained. Um, and, you know, one thing I like to do with people, like when we talk about a stressful situation in their day, have them take a snapshot of that moment and look at where is the energy draining out of this picture, right? So, you know, you look at fighting kids and dogs barking and, and a stressful job, your phone's ringing from your job and your boss is in, maybe in the photo, you know, where in that picture are all the, all the energy drains happening and then where one at a time, where can you kind of plug that hole? Mm -hmm. And as you start to plug those holes and, and change those negative depleting emotions with renewing emotions and finding solutions for each one of those drains, your bucket starts to fill and your baseline raises and your, your good hormones start to be released. And then your picture looks totally different. Once you're able to fix those energy drains, your picture well, totally changes. You said something that, um, really uh resonated with me just now i mean all of it resonates with me quite frankly but there's something i want to share in, in specific to plugging the hole there's several mm -hmm. ways you can plug the hole um and i know you know about this it's the brain gut connection right yeah. so if mm -hmm. we have a leaky gut mm -hmm. the uh, meaning that you have little pinholes that's the hole we're going to plug <laughs> Right. Right. little pinholes in your intestinal tract. So I'm not just woo-woo. 
when the when the food actually goes out through the holes in the gut as a whole protein or a whole you know as a or bacteria it's not digested yeah it causes pain and inflammation yeah. right so and chronic inflammation. inflammation keeping your body in a chronic state of stress which means you're chronically releasing higher amounts of cortisol that you than what you need to do because you're not being chased by the saber-toothed tiger you might be being chased i don't know by your boss right so right. just saying right so and the leaky gut thing there's a really good there's a really good analogy with the leaky gut too and the whole situation so if you think about you know as we digest we should have like um as we digest our food and it's released into our body as energy it should just be like water going through a cloth right it should just be very very small particles as we start to become stressed as cortisol is released as we do not have good coherence and we're you know running from the tiger all the time those holes get bigger and they become like a strainer and big pieces of protein and food and undigested food goes into our body and our body doesn't know what to do with it and our body reacts and that is an autoimmune response so our body then starts to attack these things that it doesn't recognize and it creates this autoimmune response in our body which causes inflammation and swelling and pain and that leads to more problems you know the swelling itself and the inflammation and then our body then goes more into fight or flight because we are our body is the fire alarms are going off in our body and so it really is a snowball that's going in the wrong direction and we really have to turn that around and one place we can do that is in our gut the other place is with biofeedback and breathing the other place is with mindfulness and prayer um, so there, like you said, there's all these different places that you can plug in and start to change things. And the more places that you plug in, the quicker the results you're going to get. Yeah. And so Jerry Curtin, who's the, um, CEO of core wellness is, uh, piping in here. He said, uh, cortisol is also about adrenal gland health, right? And yeah. the answer is yes. Um, yeah. so the adrenal glands are on your kidneys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it does release cortisol. And so you can kind of burn out your adrenal glands by being overly stressed all the time and cons this constant release. So they, they do feel like this cortisol help and health and um, the adrenal health definitely is related to the amount of stress we have, the amount of depleting emotions we have and how well we take care of that. And, you know, we can't just say kidneys be well, we have to, breathe we have to keep our blood pressure down so our adrenals release cortisol when they when it's sensing stress and so we have to control our stress in order for our adrenal glands to be healthy and so um it comes down to, to controlling your stress and controlling your emotions so he also says i have patients who suffer from too little cortisol many clinically depressed people need the boost balance is critical I couldn't agree more. So one of my favorite um, herbs or plants is ashwagandha, which um, is amazing for uh, balancing those adrenals. Um, Jerry, I'm curious what you think about ashwagandha. I'm actually having this particular brand I like too, but A. Uh, <laughs> um, ashwagandha, holy basil, astragalus root, all these things blended together um, really help to keep balance 
um, for or homeostasis in the body. So um, he, he says, great. <laughs> magnesium. Magnesium is a really great one, too. So ashwagandha is very calming. Magnesium is also very good. Um, so if you can get, you know, that in. So, yeah, so sure magnesium, that at a good level. let me talk to the magnesium for a moment. Magnesium morning and night. OK, especially if you want to um, if you want to uh, stay regular, like, you know, poop. Right. That kind of regular. <laughs> um, and, and if that's not supporting, um, you know, regular bowel movements, because if you're not uh, releasing what you've eaten, it builds up as toxins in the body. Right. And then you're going to get more disease and more stress. So releasing what you eat is super important. So magnesium, thank you, spot on. But there's ways to get magnesium into your body. If you're not taking the pill, you can, um, you know, take a bath in Epsom salt. You can eat, I, I think, isn't it bananas that have magnesium? Yeah. They do, and potassium too. And, you know, not to get too much into poop conversation, but... Um, that is one way to know that your body is being more regulated. So a lot of people that either um, are very stressed, having high levels of cortisol, they're either going to the bathroom all the time because their their gut is just an overfire, right? right and right. it's reacting to everything. And you can't even, you know, drink your morning water without having problems or they're so constipated because their body isn't in its natural rhythm of every day, my body's going to, you know, go through this motion of releasing waste. And so that's very much another indicator that your, your systems need to be better regulated. You need to be more, more coherent because things are just not working together when you're either going all the time, when you're pooping all the time or when you can't poop. Well, right. And so when I was a child, even a young adult, um, and I would eat and poop. I was skinny, right? Because I couldn't retain anything, including the nutrients. So, um, and I think talking about poop is really important. I mean, if you don't want to talk about poop, get off the call. But hey, <laughs> just say, <laughs> we're talking about poop, manifesting good poops. Um, and uh, Vieta says, yes, ashw yes, yes, ashwagandha, one of my favorites. Actually, my favorite brand is Adrenal, uh, I think it's called Adrenal Response. And um, it's really because it blends basil astragalus root um, with the ashwagandha and I think uh, kelp. And, and uh, it's amazing. And then, Nikki, you had a question about um, can, can a leaky gut be reversed? Amen, sister. Yes, it can. So I had a leaky gut. Um, I and in my in this chat above here, I put a link to the bone broth recipe. Um, that um, I mean, there's lots of recipes. Find the one that's best for you. This is the one that I like that I created. Um, it blends different bones together, different from different animals. Um, and of course, uh, the key ingredient is using apple cider vinegar, usually two to three tablespoons at most in your crock pot. And what the ACV does is pulls the collagen out of the bones. So then when you drink the bone broth, 
the collagen going back to those holes get filled up, right? And it heals that leaky gut. Now it's not just collagen. You need spirulina, chlorella, you need to pull the toxicity out of your, um, you know, out of your body. Um, so, but uh, any other questions, Nikki, on the leaky gut? So, cause I, yeah. <laughs> now my daughter has, my daughter got leaky gut because of the stress of high school. And so her senior year, she ended up in February when she was almost done, um, ended up with leaky gut, but we did not know what it was. And we were in the emergency room and it was appendicitis. Nope, she doesn't have that. We'll send you home, call the doctor. And it took about six to eight months for us to figure it out because I was trying to research. I text Jamie and like, can, Jamie was finally the one that said, hey, here's the path you need to go down. But it was a really long route for us to figure out because I am not, I'm not trained in anything medicine. So I really have a hard time navigating the healthcare system. And so this was one of the things that anytime somebody talks about it, it's just really, uh, and for her, it's, it, she did manifest a lot of stress. She was going through a program busy, you know, that the same thing all the other high schooler kids are doing, but for her, it, she doesn't love stress and she doesn't want to be stressed. She wants to live in a very calm environment and so that's in turn how it showed up in her life well yeah and so yeah i mean look here's the thing if you if anybody's listening to this and you're wondering if you have leaky gut the answer is yes i don't care who you are i don't care who you are because well, anybody can get it at any time too. Right. I mean, so here's the thing. Yeah. Did I heal my leaky gut? Yeah. For the most part. But as soon as I walk outside and I breathe in, let's say uh, exhaust fumes or I'm exposed to something, it's already putting little pinholes in my intestinal tract. So it's not a one and done. It's a lifestyle change that allows you to manifest what you want. And that lifestyle change is fueling your body um, you know, I, I wish my husband would call in on this because there's, and I, and I think he will, he has this really great analogy, um, about, I come up with, you know, what do you fuel a car with? And then he got really detailed about how you fuel that car. Um, and, and how you feel in, in comparison to how you fuel that body. So what I'm going to do is, um, hopefully he's listening and he'll call in. Um, I'm going to go to commercial right now. And if you're listening, please hold on. We're coming right back. Grab yourself a cup of coffee if you don't want to listen to the commercials, but they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so listen anyway. And um, so here we go. Let's see. Welcome to Quick Click, where customers can buy, share, and earn. Meet Sam. Sam owns an e-commerce business that sells athletic shoes and running gear. Sam wants to increase her sales without increasing marketing spend. So she decides to list her products on QuickLick. On QuickLick, her loyal customers can get paid for sharing her products with their friends. Sam uploads her products to the marketplace, just like she would on Amazon or Shopify. Meet Laura. Laura is in the market for a new pair of shoes and comes across Sam's brand on the QuickClick marketplace. Laura is able to purchase the shoes and check out like she would on any other e-commerce site. After purchasing, Laura receives a unique QuickLink that she can share with friends to begin earning QuickCash. 
her friend Jessica opens Laura's quick link on her phone and purchases the pair of shoes. Because Jessica purchases using Laura's quick link, Laura receives quick cash in her account. After purchasing, Jessica can now share her own QuickLink and begin earning quick cash as well. But QuickClick is more than just your typical referral or affiliate platform. QuickClick rewards customers for sales they directly and indirectly influence. So, for every sale Jessica's new QuickLink makes, Laura will earn additional quick cash as well, making the potential for earning exponential. Laura and Jessica can transfer their quick cash balance to their bank account at any time or can even use quick cash to make additional purchases in the app. Meanwhile, Sam can just watch as the sales roll in. Best of all, she doesn't have to worry about costs since she is only spending marketing dollars when actual purchases are made. Start buying, sharing, and earning today at quickclick.com. So QuickClick is in beta test right now and um, will be going fully live uh, sooner than later. Um, so if you're listening to that and you want to either put your products on QuickClick or you want to <clears throat> buy and get paid for what you buy, uh, not an MLM, just uh, kind of an Amazon replacement. So, um, and I've got one other commercial and be back in about a minute. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Okay, we are back. And if you would like to ask a question on the show, please dial 515-605-9325. Press one to speak uh, and ask questions of me, Nikki, or Jamie. Uh, we would love to hear uh, what you have to say and any dialogue um, you know, that you have. Um, and let's see if we have callers. And yes, we do. It's my husband. Thank you. Hello, Andrew Thayer Calhoun. Hey, Jody. <laughs> so Jody. share with others, if you Good don't morning, mind, uh, this morning. Morning. Oh, sorry, sorry. So share with others this morning about your analogy on um, what we fuel our bodies with. Sure. So we were talking about the importance of of the right nutrition and the right things to put into our body to help our body uh, function at its, at its optimal. And if you uh, have uh, a reasonably good diet, you're eating uh, whole foods, you're eating organic uh, to the best that you can, and you put junk in your body, meaning you have, let's say, 
you know, I had a piece of pizza which wasn't organic, and and it wasn't. Uh, it was just an example where there's toxins in it, things that are there are preservatives in it, or the or some of the food's been grown with pesticides, which actually gets into your system and gets into your cells, gets into your fat cells, and maybe you don't have a bad reaction right away. Maybe it doesn't happen for a week or a month or a year. That builds up, and then you start getting sick, you get disease, and you say, I don't know what happened. This just kind of like happened all of a sudden. Well, it didn't happen all of a sudden. It builds up. Think about a car. Think about if you have a high-performance car. It requires high-test gasoline, high-octane gasoline. Um, and then you say, well, that's actually going to be a 50 cents more a gallon. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to put in the cheaper version, you know, the 87 octane. And cars are made to take one or the other. Uh, and if, so if you if you put the wrong gasoline in, the cheaper gasoline in, because you think you're saving money, nothing's going to happen the first time, the first day, week, month. But over time, the engine's not going to perform well because you didn't give it what it needs, what to to fuel it, what it needs to run well. And one day it's going to start having problems, and you're going to say, "Gosh, the engine doesn't work right. I don't know what happened. I can't figure it out. It must be bad luck, like people's health. It must be bad, not bad luck, or it just came out of nowhere. It didn't come out of nowhere." You gave it wrong things over time, and that built up, and it crashed your engine. Just as though if you put the wrong food in your body uh, and don't fill your body with good food, good whole food, with good nutrition, your body will start to have problems, and it'll seem like it came out of nowhere, and then bam. You, you realize that uh, it's the stuff that over time that you did to your own self. That's my analogy. Well, <clears throat> spot on. <laughs> What do you ladies think about that analogy? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, you know, I think definitely it matters what we put in our body, what are what you know different people can tolerate different foods. Um, there's different intolerances and and at some point, you know, when you start to get leaky gut or you start to have symptoms, you have to do some investigating to figure out what it is. Um, and you also have to be very mindful about what you're choosing to put in your body and um you know, and at what cost, you know, also important, you know, I have had experience with some people though, that have been, um, overly anxious about it, been overly, uh, almost to the point of creating stress in their lives or creating panic in their children about what's going into their bodies. And then that's creating its own stress and trauma. And, you know, when those kids get to be teenagers or adults, they might be driving through McDonald's every day, you know? So, I mean, I think we have to be careful about not, um, you know, about the very how very very important it is, but that we don't let we we don't become so overly anxious about it that we create our it creates its own cortisol release, you know too. Right, and it's so, just about mindfulness. Yeah, and so let's talk about um, you know manifesting relative to all of this, right? So if we as an individual or a collective can raise our vibration by fueling our body with what it needs, keeping it in homeostasis or at least a high vibration level, we can be laser focused on what we want and use the power of our intention to have that or something better, right? Because our minds are powerful. 
And especially what I learned, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. It was just nice to, to see somebody teaching it through Reiki. Um, you can really even clear somebody's mind and brain of things that don't serve them by using an intention using Reiki, which is beautiful. I mean, I never had a label for it because we've been, you know, kind of doing that one for a while, but, um, you know, uh, but let's talk about how we manifest. And, um, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll give a couple of ideas. Um, I, um, Andrew and I, uh, have a gratitude jar. And so we manifest, we start our manifestation process through gratitude. So we have a list, a little, we have like those little square sticky notes and we write three things that we're grateful for every single day that goes into that jar. Now, not every single day, uh, but we do try to do it every single day. And sometimes we wane, but you know, right now we're in the manifestation day. So let's, uh, um, so Nikki, what do you do to help uh, yourself manifest what you're looking for? Yeah, I would agree with the being grateful. I think I started that at a one time when I was in a dark place and I think you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I feel like I rebirth constantly. I feel oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yes. So I'm a Libra with like, I don't know, I don't know how many houses in Scorpio, but yeah, get you. Uh -huh. yep. mm -hmm. Yeah. So rebirthing dark night of the soul, eh, you become friends with it. But I, one time that's, that's what I did learn. That was the first thing. I think the tool that I actually learned was if you can write down three things you're grateful for, then you're really going to start off on a better path every single day. And so that was the one thing I started off for. And I remember, so maybe for people out there that aren't quite sure the manifestation, like I was at a point where I was thankful. For, I was grateful I had hot water in my shower that day. I was grateful that I did the laundry and had my clean clothes, you know? So really like thanking myself for even just doing everyday things that made my life a little bit easier. And so now it's like, I, the other day I was, sitting in had my feet in the grass because I just needed some grounding and I was just trying to work through some things. And when I was sitting out by the water by my house, I realized I had manifested where I live. Cause I remember four years ago, I saw my neighborhood and I was like, man, I can't wait to live there. There was just some feeling I had, but at that time I still didn't quite believe. And it was like, Oh, that'll be my retirement neighborhood. And so I was sitting there the other day. I was like, oh, I just, I sat in that and then I released it. And so it was just, I continued to be grateful for where I was at at the moment instead of longing for what I didn't have. So I think that's the trick with your manifestation for me is not being attached to, you know, what I see, what I want, being in alignment with it. Cause you will get everything you ask for. That's the law of energy. So even if you're saying, I can't have that. You're going to get more can'ts. You're going to get more of that negative energy of, and you're just going to attract that. So for me, it's the being grateful for it and also tying the emotion of what it feels like when I'm grateful. 
that's for me, my practice now that I didn't, that I just learned probably within the last year is tying that emotion to it. What is my feeling for the, with the grateful and what I'm grateful for every day? So that's well, yeah, the practice your before I go to bed. Key, right. So your emotions are key. Um, yeah. And Jamie, what do you have in your bucket? for manifestation or do you have a story that you want to share about what you've manifested? Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think just where I'm at right now on my journey, like Nikki said, I think, um, realizing that I, I want to move forward what I want moving forward, but also having it not be something where I'm focusing on what I don't have or focusing on needing more. So contentment is an attitude that I try to look into each day. And then, but also it doesn't mean I'm stuck where I'm at, you know, being content doesn't mean I'm stuck, but it does mean, you know, yeah, you know, you might have to deal with the everyday kind of issues with your job that are annoying, but is it getting you to the place where you went to go? Is it getting you to a place of future growth? And so sometimes you have to sit in that and sit in uncomfortable, um, sit in things that you don't necessarily like in order to get to a place that you're growing. And I think growth so much happens in the stuff that we don't want to sit in, you know, that's where the growth is. And so um, just even knowing and acknowledging that those times are going to come where you're going to be at the bottom of the roller coaster and those, and those chapters in your life, you know, I think the expectation for a lot of people is they're going to constantly be working towards having all amazing, happy, joyful chapters. Um, and that isn't, I don't know that that is reality. Now we can manifest that, but, but I think more importantly is what do we manifest when we're in a negative or bad chapter of our lives? What do we manifest to get out of it more quickly and to have and grow as much as we can when we're in a place that isn't joyful? Well, so, right. I mean, like, you know, actually I did a post on this just the other day. Um, a lot of people are seeing other people at the top of their game and they don't recognize or discern what it took to get there. Okay. And social media is really bad about it because everybody posts their best chapter, right? You're posting your best chapter on social media. So, so many people are having issues with thinking everyone else's life is so much better than theirs. Right. And actually we just, we right. had a you caller see, who had their you hand see the up. Front, you, oh, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. You, you see the, the front of it. You say at the top of their game, but you also see the front of their game, not the back of their game. You see what they want. You do see what people want that you to see, but not all the, all the issues that are going on, even at the, their quote top of the game, there's still some things going on in the background that aren't very fun, that aren't very exciting and they're challenging that you don't see. And so, People have to understand that just because the person's driving a fancy car doesn't mean that person's not leveraged to the hilt to get that car. Or a person's putting a smiley face doesn't mean she goes home and has a disappointing home life. But when she's out in the, in the world, she puts on a smiley face. People need to realize it. And I, I know that um, people on the listening to the call and are, are great. Uh, we understand the people who are on this call, leading this call, understand 
how many challenges that uh, people hide from us in the outside world. Uh, and that's uh, that's such a tra tragedy that goes on in people's lives that we don't know about. Um, good point, Andrew. Um, we don't really know what's going on. And like both you and Jamie have said, social media shows a good game and they show a moment in time. So don't be swayed. Um, don't be jealous. Don't be you know, any of those things. Um, and instead create your own reality, not based on your neighbors, right? Only compete with you and the latest version of your best self, right? You don't need, like, I don't compete with Jamie. I don't try to do what she does. And she doesn't try to compete with Nikki and Nikki doesn't try to compete with her, right? Because we are all unique and we all have our individual gifts. So one of the keys is loving you for who you are and actually being grateful for you. So start with gratitude for you and then create what you'd like to see for your future because there is no end to better. And there was, I just want to say, there was somebody who called in and I missed you. Uh, it was a 773 number, but if you, and you raised your hand, I'm so sorry I missed you. But if you want to call back and raise your hand, if you're able to, we'd love to take your call. So, um, Can if, I, go ahead. So I just wanted to, so I think the other thing with manifesting, it's not something like a one and done thing. It's an everyday practice. And so for you, it's finding your practice every day. Like I meditate every morning for 10 minutes. I work on my belief work. So that way I can change my subconscious into believing what I'm trying to manifest as well. And then I do my gratitude at night. So it's really for you finding what works for you and sticking with it every day because you're going to go outside and you have a mind that is only trying to stop you. Like it creates fear. So you don't change because even though we want to be better, that doesn't feel right to your mind because your mind and that saber tooth tiger, going back to what Jamie was saying is like, change is the saber tooth tiger tiger and you becoming better. It's just outside of that familiar zone. So you have to do work through all of that and knowing that every day your mind is still going to do its job. That's the only thing it does is keep you safe. So it's not going to change. You're not going to ever be fearless. You're never going to work around that. So you have to really work around leaning into it and building that practice around it every single day. Well, and you said you, you'll Nikki, never thank, be. Thank you for sharing that. One thing I just want to add on, this is Andrew. I'm going to sign off after this. No, you're listening. fine. I love but, it. Uh, other, other people, you cross yourself. Other people also cross you, right? Don't let other people tell you, you can't do this. I am. Um, had uh, when I had my traumatic brain injury decades ago, people said, "Well, you're lucky to be alive. You'll just take easier courses." And just kind of uh, thank, thank the, thank the Lord that you're that you're not dead. I said, "I'm not going to be quashed by you. I'm I was on a track to, to keep getting good grades and go to good college. I'm not going to quit. Don't let people tell you to quit. Don't tell. Don't listen to people who will say you can't do it. Uh, like uh, you, you ought to take a desk job. Uh, there's no way that you're going to be uh, a a great a therapist because." You haven't got what it takes. Now, if you listen to that person, you wouldn't be sitting on this call and, and in front of the audience right now because you would have taken a, 
an accounting desk job or, or something that was clerical or something that someone told you was what was right for you or something you should do instead of following your dreams. So don't let, you, don't, don't let yourself quash yourself. Don't let other people do it either. So thank you for bringing that up. And really great point, Andrew. Um, we can be our own worst enemies um, where we um, uh, just, we don't validate ourselves. We don't appreciate and love ourselves. Um, I want to share before, just before we go to commercial here, the greatest gift I was given as a, as a child was my mother. And because there really wasn't a day that she didn't tell me there is nothing you can't do. There is nothing you can't have. You just have to want it and go out there and get it. And my father did that too. He wasn't as present as my mom, but both parents were like, you know what? The world's your oyster, you know? So do I have negative self-talk? Yeah, I do. We all do. But I didn't have it from, I didn't have that negativity from a parent. Um, and I know a lot of parents do do this to their children. And that was really a wake up call for me. I was like, wow, right? Like, wow. And it was also why my mom would adopt women into our household and give them a place to live for free so that they could be away from that negativity because that is what she grew up with. So she decided to manifest completely the opposite. So, um, and what do we have here? We have Zelda, says grand rising, beautiful queen teachers, manifestation, manifestations rock as do all of you. Awesome show. Woo, 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 woo. Okay. So <laughs> my little, little energy, my light's a little bright this morning. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go to a quick commercial and actually we're going to play a couple commercials from, so you and the three of us are going to stay on the screen. We're not having a video. It's just the audio commercial from our blog talk radio show. And um, we're, uh, let's see what we got here. Um, we have Zelda's show, which is on Monday. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Monday, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. And tomorrow we have Naima's uh, uh, show. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. 
Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to your host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Hi, I'm Jody Susan with Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Tucson Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. We are back, and I am also live on Podbean. And we have uh, SJ187, so I don't have, like, that's the the, uh, the screen name. Uh, SJ187 says, self-define so no one else can define you. Awesome. That is awesome. And thank you for joining in on the show and commenting. We are grateful for you. Um, and I think that that is a really good point. Self-define so no one else can define you. Or, you know, uh, one of the things that I did is I went and got feedback. This is years and years ago. I went to like five or six different people. I asked them for feedback about myself with, you know, you know, what they liked, what they, what they saw as opportunities for growth and the things that they liked. I mean, I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember that I was surprised, <laughs> right? Because we don't really know about ourselves. Uh, we only see ourselves through our own lens. So as you go ahead and manifest your life, perhaps go to some people that you trust and ask them for feedback about what those things are that they like most about you and where they see opportunities for improvement. Now, by the way, you don't have to listen to all of it. Um, but if they love you, they're going to, um, they're going to attempt to do it with great, whatever the feedback is, the good and, and the, and the constructive, they'll try to do that with as much compassion and love as possible and know that some people don't always hit the mark. So send them a grace card in advance. So, <laughs> right. Um, so we're back to manifestation. So I want to connect and I think that's what we're doing, but I want to connect for people that are listening, manifesting what you want does take time and energy and it, and it also takes fueling your body with what it needs. And so that's your connection between, you know, nutrition, 
um, in, and what you're exposing yourself in terms of people, how you help your brain um, uh, heal. And uh, Jamie, you have, um, <clears throat> you, you shared this morning some information that, um, let me just pull it up here. Um, here we go. On the, um, is this, did we go over, you have a slide. Let me just see if I can open this up. Do you want to um, help me out here? With yeah, let me pull up mine here. Okay. Low HRV. Right, yeah. So that slide just is, you know, it gives some validity, like our, from a research perspective, those kind of things, what a low HRV can do to our mental health. And we've kind of already talked about how mental health and physical health are connected very much. So, um, it does, you know, when our H, when our heart rate variability is low, which a heart rate variability means that we're not responding to stress correctly. So we're kind of tired. We're pooped out. We can't, respond when we're stressed versus when we're calm and our body is not uh, reacting in the way that it should based on what we're experiencing. So that's a low HRV. So you want to have high HRV. Um, when you have a low heart rate variability, it's just been shown that we have um, decrease in emotional regulation. We have trouble with self-control. Uh, it's been shown to cause anxiety. It's been connected to anxiety disorders, emotional regulation and impulse control, uh, depression, poor social engagement. There's also um, research articles showing, you know, it's connected to PTSD. So that's how they've been able to connect your heart rate variability to your mental health. And a low HRV is connected to these um, you know, negative diagnoses, negative outcomes, and a high HRV is is associated with more positive wholeness and, um, you know, uh, healthy, you know, being healthy. And so we can't use the HRV to diagnose anyone with anything. It doesn't tell us that someone has PTSD or it doesn't tell us that someone has anxiety. But we do know that people with low HRV definitely tend to struggle with mental health issues much, much more than if you have a high HRV, and those are all things that we're able to control with practice. Um, as we age, our HRV does naturally go down. So a normal HRV for an 18-year-old is different than an HRV for a 60-year-old, but we are still able to have some control over it and still be able to maximize it um, with mindfulness, with meditation, with biofeedback, breathing techniques, all those things. So talk about the biofeedback, if you don't mind. So biofeedback is just basically a way to see your heart rate variability and to see your coherence on a screen. So okay. we have a big screen. You can have it on your phone. Some people have it on their watch. Um, you know, in a clinical setting, we have it on a big screen on the wall. Um, and we will put a monitor on your earlobe usually. Um, sometimes on, you know, find a, find a heart rate, a good pulse point, um, and we connect it to the biofeedback, um, app, whatever we use heart math is the name of the company that we use it, it. What it does is it looks at every single heartbeat over a given number of minutes. And it looks at the way our body reacts to 
the highest heart rate versus the difference in the lowest heart rate. It, it looks at very, a lot of variables in between that, and it gives us a number. Based on that heart rate variability number, gives us an idea of how well we're responding to stress, how well we're managing ourselves, regulating ourselves. So usually when people come in and we just put it on them and they're just sitting there, we don't tell them to do anything specific. There's a lot of little squiggly, chaotic lines all over the screen. And then the heart rate's going down at the bottom kind of regularly. When we teach them biofeedback, which is managing their breathing, being more coherent, getting their breathing and their emotional regulation and their heart rate to all go together, we all of a sudden start to see this pattern that's very symmetrical and very smooth. Ah, and okay. So, so the better, the more coherent they are and the better they're able to manage their breathing with their emotions and their heart rate, the more coherent and the better the biofeedback waves look on the machine. So then as they are able to start mastering that, we're able to do that with games. We're able with kids, we play games where they make the race car go and they can make the race car go faster, the more coherent they are. Um, it's a really great tool because kids tend to get frustrated when they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. So then their car starts to slow down and run out of gas on the screen. Mm-hmm. So then we're teaching them that actually what you need to do to make your car go faster is to relax, is to breathe slower. And they don't know that they're bringing their heart rate down, but they are learning how to regulate their breathing in order to win the game and re- and regulate their breathing in order to make the car go or make so, the balloon go up in the air. So they're getting um, a direct response. They're getting a direct response to a new methodology that they're using. So that's positive reinforcement to do it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so then they learn to master it. We can raise the level of difficulty for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then as they so then that is in a clinical setting. So that, you know, they're able to do that. But then what we do is we t- we talk to them about how they can need to practice that in the real world. So how do you do that when you're in math class and you can't figure out a problem and your teacher just told you you can't go to the bathroom or you know, all these things that create stress in their lives, you know, we we have to talk through that. And then we do try to create some stress in the clinical setting by talking about math while they're doing the biofeedback or by um, talking through a difficult situation, then having them practice the biofeedback, you know, um, having them come in anxious, having them do biofeedback and then having the conversation again. And we just compare, we work on, you know, improving bio, you know, their heart rate variability that way. Then we do see better regulation when they go out into their life. They, they don't have as many meltdowns. They're better able to interact with their peers more appropriately. Um, they have less anxiety, you know, and they're able to manage um, just everyday things better. So, and I really want to point that out. So it's really, um, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that, how do I put this eloquently? We have a particular way of showing up in the world, of being. And to us, to me, how I show up, to Nikki, how you show up, to Jamie, how you show up, that's your normal, that's my normal, right? And although it may not be common, or it may be common, but not normal, (laughs) depending on who we're talking about. So what I learned when I had people 
um, using the place of peace, which is a multimodal approach that uses uh, PEMF, uh, uh, sound frequency, um, essential oils to raise the vibration, calm the brain, and bring a sense of homeostasis to their body in minutes. Um, what I realized is that people have no idea what calm is supposed to look like. They don't even have, they have no idea. Because when I see the look on their face when they came out of the place of peace, um, and then they said, well, I don't know, like, I don't know what to call that. I don't even know if I like it. A lot of people don't even think they like it because they've never even really experienced it before. It's uncomfortable, right? It's not their normal. And they have to process, they have to process the concept of calm. It's so new. Mm -hmm. so, I think that goes back to what Jamie talked about earlier with the choosing your feelings, but I'm so out of touch with my feelings that we have to start with attitudes, right? So you're choosing that, but we're not, we can't choose calm because how can we be successful in for calm? Right. Can we be safe? We're not like, it doesn't look like calm is a safe place even when you, if you know, depending on where you're working or whatever. So I think it goes back right back to where that baseline of choosing the attitude and the feeling that she mentioned. And it's not easy. I think too, like Nikki, we talked about last week and Nikki brought up being addicted to drama, being addicted to high levels of anxiety. You know, those people that are addicted to those things really struggle with biofeedback and some of them can't even do it because they just cannot get themselves to a place of calm. And when they do, they're so uncomfortable. And so it, it's, it sounds like it should be easy and peaceful and you walk out like you just had a massage, but a lot of people, it's not that way because it's an uncomfortable feeling and they have to really work through it and acknowledge that they have been up in this different um, level of you know, unhealthiness by being running from just this constant running from the tiger. And so they, to get to a place of, you know, health, they really are going to have to sit in an uncomfortable place for a while and feel that calm and know that it's okay to be there. Right. And it's kind of shedding your identity, uh -huh. that's your identity. And you have to, who am I, if I don't have that, if like, for me, mine was pressure and emotional addiction to pressure. Like that's how I thought I was going to be successful. Mm -hmm. So when I took pressure away and now I feel calm, what's my driver to succeed? Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I had to really relearn that when I go into work. Like, how can I support these people? Because I can support from a place of calm. Otherwise, I was forcing my team to be successful from a place of pressure. I had to completely change who I was and show up. Yeah, and you guys had to do that while you were working. I figured that out while I was disabled. It was easier. <laughs> Just say, you know, like, like, and thank goodness I had my bod. Um, and we're having two guests come here on the show. Hold on. They were sleeping. They were sleeping, but someone was telling me she wanted to. They didn't to want to get up. All right. All right. So since I'm wearing white <laughs> and 
and birds don't, you know, necessarily go to the bathroom in the toilet. Give me a good one. She, oh. she did. The other one didn't. Okay, well, maybe we hold on to her. <laughs> Say hi, Tinkerbell. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, Vegla just redecorated the carpet. Just saying. We were talking about poop earlier and the importance of pooping. So That's right. She's regular. She's so regular because they get all organic food, right? Whoops. Thank you, girlfriend. Um, and uh, so... Say hello, girls. Thank you. What are you saying? You said you manifested coming here. Nice. So, um, okay, ladies, bring me back into the fold. I got, I got distracted. Uh, we were talking oh about it not being calm, not being your, oh, calm, not being your normal, right? So let's talk I, about that. Go ahead. So, so I think you made a good point about when I changing your identity when you're at work and if you're going through that, because I think it goes back to kind of a couple different comments of people have you in a box. You are who you are. So people want you to stay that person as well, because if you change, that makes them uncomfortable. Change makes everybody uncomfortable. And it goes back to everybody's fear response of no matter what the unfamiliar is a saber tooth tiger. So when you're going through that change is like trying to find that alignment and are you doing missteps? Are you in a safe place in your surrounding? Do you have to leave the surrounding in order to change? Like, so when you think about coming through the manifestation, it's like, you're going to manifest a change and you want to be different, but you have all these pressures around you to stay the same, whether it's made up or not. That's really a big part of kind of regulating yourself so you can actually make the change and make it stick instead of just being kind of a, I got scared. I tried to plunge in. It freaked out my system. And now I go back to who I was and I don't want to ever try that again because it was too scary. And I think too, Nikki, going back to saying, you know, feeling like you need to go back to who you were because you're making other people uncomfortable. So like, you know, your friends don't understand why, you know, maybe some things in your life are changing or why you're being a different coworker than you used to be, or, you know, um, and then you feel like you need to revert because all of a sudden, what if I don't, you know, what if I don't have that connection anymore? What if I don't have that friend anymore? And I, one thing that you posted, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I thought it was so great. And I've been trying to use this this week was you had put something about like having three feelings in a day that go towards your three feelings for five years out or a year out. Like if you can stay focused on those three things and you're the expert in that. So I'm gonna let you talk on it, but it's been super helpful for me this week. And I just know the surface of it. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's guiding my feelings. Um, so in we do mind magic is what I just got certified in by Tracy lid, but it's been a game changer for me because it is those, as you talk about those disempowering thoughts, or disempowering energy that creates the cortisol. So it kind of ties into the emotional addiction. So instead you pick three feelings as your guiding life feelings and you stick with them for a year. You kind of, you create your vision like a one-year vision so you can anchor into your vision, but every day you have these feelings so you can change your subconscious into believing those feelings are what you, who you are. 
And so like for me, like I was saying, my emotional addiction was pressure. So every day I woke up and found things to pressurize myself about deadlines, more work. Let me take on more work every day. And that'll give me a promotion. That'll give me anything. So when I recognized that and I was like, I had found myself unhappy and I couldn't figure out why, but it was all my internal just mess. Basically my body was, if you would have put me on any of your screens, <laughs> I would, when you talked about that, I was like, Oh my gosh, that would have been really awful to see that on a screen. But I didn't. So I picked, um, joy, radiance and limitless was mine. And kind of like you said, that was really far out for me. And so it was hard to even believe like, what does limitless even mean when you're a complete control freak? Mm-hmm. What is that? What does that even do? And so every day I had to wake up with those questions of what can I do to feel joy today? Mm-hmm. And what, you know, what would make me feel radiant? And so when you tap into that and you every day it's, it's work. And so when we talk about going back to the practices and the manifestations, it was, what can I do to feel that? Or is this bringing me joy right now? And a lot of times it kept, and when I kept coming back to, is this bringing me joy right now? A lot of times it wasn't. So I had to make some changes in my life and they were scary. It felt like I was walking off a cliff, but I had to know that, okay, the universe has my back. It would not put me in a situation. I I know this. And so I just every day woke up feeling, what can I do with that? And um, I've probably been in these guiding life feelings for 10 months now. And my life has drastically changed energetically. Mm-hmm. Like outside, like if you looked in, it probably still looks the same from other people, but it drastically changed. And um, so what do you see different, Nikki? What do you see? Yeah. What do you see different, Nikki? And, and those changes? Well, so for me, it's um, the pressure of being perfect, going back to that, thinking I need oh, to be perfect. Oh, gosh, I used and to have that. Yeah, that's a Facebook. distant past. Yeah, so I recognize, like, I call it fake book, um, because I lived my life trying to strive to everybody's fake book profiles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like anybody else. I'm very uh, outside the box. And so getting in alignment with that, I not needing to be perfect anymore. That's that goes a lot. A lot of pressure just goes by the wayside. And I realized I had put a post up yesterday that was very vulnerable. Like, here's the thoughts that are happening in my head right now. Do I let these thoughts take over the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, I wake up and I'm now in this like really dark place or do I say oh you know what this is not bringing me joy I need to stop what I'm doing I'm creating my own problem Mm -hmm. so I can now just stop myself kind of in my tracks and say okay I have tools now that I can work through this this is not bringing me joy what's going to bring me joy at this moment it was like okay you know what you need to get up and go to the gym and move your body because for me moving my body changes my changes my whole energy. And so for me, that's a practice for me that I can't let go of. Um, and I know that now I didn't always have that, but about 35, I, it's really like when I could feel the difference of myself changing. So it's, 
I can stop myself. And then I can also articulate what's happening in the moment. Yesterday was kind of the first time I was able to articulate it out into onto paper. Here's what's going on right now in my body. Here's what's happening in my thoughts. And I know I'm not alone that we're all like this. So I'm going to start sharing it. So that way other people can say, oh my gosh, I'm normal. This is normal things. And this is how we can work together to raise our frequency. Well, you know, um, I want to hone in on one thing that you said. Like, we're all going through it, right? All going through it. This morning you wrote me about, um, and we're going to just say, just to keep this in context, we have a caller, so I'm coming to you first, and we're going to commercial. Um, we should go to commercial first, but I know you've been waiting. So um, I... Uh, and it's six, seven, eight, five, nine, six. We're going to pick you up in a second here. So what I want to say is that um, we, um, I now got my con my thought. Um, well, let me just say this. There's this thing about, here are the key things that I thought that you said. One, this silly, silly idea that we're supposed to be perfect. There's no room for that. It is our imperfections and our flaws that we should be laughing at. Okay? Because they're funny. Raise your hand if you fart. <laughs> <laughs> and at the most inopportune times. <laughs> right? Right? So, like, if you can't laugh at yourself, start today. Okay, if you're not laughing at yourself and your imperfections, start laughing today because that's a vibration in its own right. So let's just start with that. We'll come back to the rest. I'm going to take our caller. So uh, 678-596, uh, we're talking about manifesting the change in your life. And welcome to Self-Self-Care. Who's calling? Hi. Hi, I'm Dana. I am um, actually a dear friend of Nikki's and I love your show and I have just enjoyed the whole conversation. Um, and I wanted to share a thought um, around doing the same work for children. I am an early childhood expert, um, a retired classroom teacher, now teacher of the world, educator of the world. And I believe and I teach this to kids. And we think sometimes that it's really hard to do um, because our concept of hard is unfamiliar, right? But if we could teach kids and become more familiar with how we manifest and feel the feelings and move through the emotions, then embodying that as, as, as adults, we could actually embody it as kids. Yes. And I'm curious if, and I'm curious if you guys have ever had experience because that's the work that I do. And I'm, I'm curious on your end, what that's looked like um, and how it's been received. So how, how we work with children to get them to think out of the box, is that adequately? So my, my belief is that if we were meant to be in a box, the uterus would have been a box. So instead it was squishy, mushy, and malleable. And that's what we're all supposed to be in is my philosophy and belief. So how are you, when you're working with adults and you're working with your kids in the collective, how are you um, 
helping adults embody so that they can model that and embody it with their kids is my question. So great question. Um, Jamie, you want to go first or Nikki? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I do work with a lot of kids and a lot of parents, um, and it is sometimes hard to kind of bite your lip a little bit and, you know, based on what you're seeing in the environment, right? How are parents radiating their expectations onto their children? And, and you can see a direct, a direct link, right? Between what the parents, um, are expecting, what the parents are radiating with their level of anxiety directly, right onto the child for the most part, or there is a response based on that. And so we try really hard to teach parents the importance of decompression and the importance of taking breaks throughout the day, how stress can build up, anxiety can build up. It's important for kids to have breaks away from electronics because actually electronics, even though it may feel soothing, it is stimulating to the brain. So we encourage breaks away from electronics, even during the school day. We send a lot of letters to schools suggesting interventions, and they always include breaks of decompression time. We teach parents how to have their kids decompress um, before they go to school, uh, when they get home. I think it's also important, you know, kids are just kind of at the mercy of whatever the parents are doing that day. So we do talk a lot about talking to your kid in the morning or the night before about what their day is going to look like the next day. It's not going to be perfect. It may change, but you're giving them, you're giving them some ability to know what's going to happen next. And that's just decreasing the anxiety. We all went through our day not knowing what's going to happen you know, what time we were supposed to be at work, what time are we supposed to have dinner, what time are we supposed to be at our practice, you know, we're just at the mercy of someone else that kind of creates its own anxiety. So just letting your children be a participant. um, And then also just radiating calm, radiating. It's okay, you know, to take breaks, to relax, to be peaceful. You know, we don't always have to be on this high level of you know, this high level of pressure. Not only is it okay, but it is important to take, I mean, breaks from whatever you're doing. It actually will make you more productive Mm -hmm. and more effective at what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Nikki, do you want to answer as well? I'm sure. I feel like I want to answer from an experience standpoint. Maybe I don't, I don't have the, I, my emotional addiction to pressure I'm just going to admit it. That was my whole life. And I talking back to my daughter's leaky gut. I was the parent that um, we couldn't take breaks. We're not going to be successful if we take breaks. And a lot of that stemmed from my early trauma from being divorced, young, being a young single mom. I wasn't really young, but I was still ran into the Uh, I am alone raising a child and I got to figure this out. And so because of that, it spawned the next 20 years of pressure. And so that I think attributed to also my daughter's leaky gut. And so if I would have had the, you need to take a break. It's important. If you don't, this is what it's going to, how it's going to affect your child. Because I really was wanted to make sure my daughter's life was great. That was my that was my purpose as a mom to make sure my daughter was good. And so I think it's amazing that you're having the parents and telling them it's important to take a break. Cause if someone would have told me that and it was kind of like prescribed to me, I would have listened. Mm-hmm. 
but the opposite was prescribed to me that you have to go and you have to be successful. If you want to be her to be successful, you have to be successful. And it was just this like repetitive, unhealthy energy in our house. And she, like I said, wasn't that type of person. She doesn't, she didn't have all that trauma. So she didn't understand why I was like, go, 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 come on. You got to be the best. Oh my God, we're going to die if you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, I had the same mentality in this household. So I'm a high D uh, on the disc profile. Um, you know, I, I'm a get things done. I'm an activator. Um, I don't let things slide. And it was killing me. <laughs> you know, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, um, one of the things besides meditation and learning to get up every hour for at least 10 minutes, except for doing my show, (laughs) which is so funny. Um, I um, use my BOD and had, I started using this BOD when I was in counseling, which is the BOD is a bioacoustical utilization device and it uh, delivers sound frequency based in drumming to to the brain. And um, it's just sound frequency that does a reset on the neural network of the brain that sets it back to baseline. And you can use it for trauma. You can use it, uh, they give you use it for PTSD, um, use it for pain, you use it for anxiety and stress. Like there's just so many applications, it's endless. And when I was disabled for three and a half years, the very first thing I had to do was learn how to create calm because I was having panic attacks from being an overachiever, right? Or being exposed to somebody who freaked me out, like my boss. So <laughs> just say, yeah, he he was a he was an interesting fella. Um, and uh, anyway, so the bod brings calm to my brain, and so as soon as I got off of disability three and a half years later, um, and I had my flexible spending account. The very first thing I bought with that was this bod because I knew I really wasn't going to see a regular doctor because I had now gone really completely holistic and I worked for a chiropractor. So yeah, <laughs> so use as flexible spending account uh, to buy my bod, and I still use it. So I've been using the bod since 2014. Um, and people say, well, how many times do I really need to use it? Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be peeling the onion till the day I, you know, put that foot in the grave. So, <laughs> you know, if you if you want, so the, you know, a, a doctor friend of mine from many years ago uh, said to me once, there is no end to better. So, okay. So if you aspire to, there's no end to better, that means that, um, you can continue to uh, manifest uh, the new you each day um, so that you are getting closer to what you were brought here to do. And I think one of the most important things that we can tell our children that I've told adults in children's bodies, or, or excuse me, adults, uh, children in adults' bodies. Yeah. I've told children that are still walking around, that are walking around adult, you know, body bags, right? Spoiler alert. You're not supposed to be the same as me. And you're not supposed to be competing with me. And you're not supposed to be 
the same as the person next to you and you're not supposed to compete with them. We are brought up in a very competitive environment and there is like, you know, no opportunity for pausing. But when you think about some of the most successful people in this world, I think uh, Buffett, was it, was it uh, Warren Buffett, right? He works four days a week. So pause, give yourself a break. That time in the shower or walking or just sitting or meditating or laughing will allow you to explore new ideas. Does that answer your question by chance? And thank you, by the way, so much for your question. I mean, and for tuning in, you know, like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes and no. Um, it, it's so a lot of the things that you guys suggested are, are what are what I work on and and do with family. But I'm more curious about um, how how often do you see spaces inviting the sound waves? that you are describing and, and the technology that you're describing to regulate kids. How, um, wait, how often do we see faces? How, how often do we see faces? How often no, do I work with them clinically, you mean? How often do you see a classroom that would be willing to have a, a technological system like you're offering or suggesting to help regulate kids? Um, I work with about... Ten kids a week, I would say, and that's just on the biofeedback. And then we have psychologists that do neurofeedback, and they're full. I mean, they can't. Sorry, let, let me let me rephrase that. I'm asking, can can this technology be placed in a classroom? So my so technology can't. So Bob okay, can be placed in a classroom. And I will say, and what's your first name again? Forgive me. You want me to repeat my question? No, your first name again. I'm sorry. Oh, Dana, sorry. I Dana. Dana. Dana, I've been trying to get the BOD into high schools uh, for several years now because it is such a game changer and you can get results in as little as 10 minutes. So for me, right. like if you have an end to a high school, you know, call me after the show because, or, or grade school, right? I mean, better to get them young when they're being programmed, <laughs> you know. Well, right. and I have a few suggestions so for the I'm, classroom. I'm about... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Deanna, go, go ahead. No, I, I'm all about starting early. I believe that if we start in the younger years as like, like in utero, especially in the first seven years that the, the child's trajectory and how they how they move through their life is, is completely different if we start, you know, in the double digits. So I'm curious if, if you guys have ever had experiences where school communities, larger communities are willing to invest in the technology that you guys are talking about, because I'm quite curious about it and I wanted to, to learn more. So um, in utero, I've worked on patients that were pregnant and used the bot on their tummy. Um, and it, mm -hmm. as well as on her ears at the same time, we had two bods. So it was amazing. She, she was an empath and she could feel the difference in her child. Um, I have had no luck in getting this into schools. Uh, I feel, uh, forgive me for saying this, but I just feel that the schools that I've been exposed to, um, are not willing to deprogram 
their students. Go ahead, Jamie. The experience Sorry. I've had in the schools, um, I tend to be, I, I work as an advocate for kids going into schools that are struggling. And so I don't, I can't say that I've had any one school system take on, you know, the, any sort of program to do biofeedback. The, the things I have seen that have been somewhat positive are what they call brain breaks in some districts where they do take a break, they dance, they yeah. sing, they stand up, they move around. Um, you know, they, those I think are positive. Um, where I think we need more work is they need to, schools need to see kids as individuals and we need to stop the cookie cutter mentality. So I go into schools on an individual basis and work as an advocate for a family. And I'm trying to just get the school to, um, to give accommodations for that child based on how they learn. And you think that that would be so simple and that makes so much sense, but it is so difficult. And I have an experience with my own child. And uh, so that's partially why I advocate now for others. And I go in and, and uh, try to get accommodations for other kids because I know how hard it was for us. Um, but you think that, that that sounds reasonable and something that would not be hard to get done, but it is extremely difficult. And if you're in the school system, I'm sure you've experienced it. And so I, right now I'm working on an individual level with one family at a time, asking for accommodations, requesting decompression time, requesting individual learning strategies so that that child can learn at their best and also celebrating them as an individual instead of trying to get them in the cookie cutter. So, you know, they're trying to get the kid to act normal, not put his hood over his head, not cry so easily, not this or that. Well, you know, those behaviors aren't because he's being defiant or because he, he wants to be different than everybody else. It's because he's in a situation that he can't manage and we're not putting him in a successful situation Absolutely. for him. And so I, even yesterday I had a, a patient in the office who had his hood over his head the whole time and he was crying under the hood and the mom so badly wanted him to take the hood off. And I said, this is his way of controlling his environment. He's bringing himself down to baseline. Just let him do this. And you know, he was talking to us through the hood and we couldn't see his face, but within about 10 minutes, we were having normal conversation. Eventually the hood came off. He was calm. He had stopped crying. He had self-soothed himself. But if we had made him take that off, we had made him try to act the way we wanted him to act. We would have been in a worse place than where we started. And so you have to let them, you know, be individuals and and see the behavior for what it is and a lot of times it's it's not what people think it is people think it's because they're trying to be defiant or naughty or you know something like that and it's really that there is something behind the behavior you have to look beyond the behavior absolutely spot on and you created psychological safety for him by letting him have his hood where he needed to have his hood so he mm -hmm. could calm himself down Mm -hmm. And if the schools could Absolutely. do that, if the schools could be more individualized, it would just be so much better. I hope we get there. But right now, it really is a struggle. Yeah. And I will just say this. And this is uh, this is this. This is this struggle is so real. And so thank you for bringing it to the forefront. Um, you know, there just happenstance. Um, we just uh, my husband and I just moved from Illinois to Grays Lake. And prior to moving, we sold our treadmill to a family. And the man came in, and there's no coincidences in life. And the man came in to buy the treadmill, and, and his wife and his child were in the van in our driveway. And his son um, had autism. And um, let's say a, a variety of autism. And his hands were gripped like this for the longest time, and he can't use his hands. 
And I said to him, and he goes to the school that I graduated from, Barrington High. And um, he, uh, I asked him, I said, are you ready to heal? And he said, yes. And um, he hasn't, you know, he hadn't been able to use his hand. So he put the bot on um, for, on, you know, you know the, this device on his head. And we also put on uh, DDR Prime, which is a, an essential oil made uh, by a company that I work with. And um, it's the DDR Prime is also for the nervous system. And within three minutes, he went like this. Both hands opened up for the first time ever. And I, we're all crying, bawling, right? Because how often do you really get to see these types of transformations? And still the high school won't look at it. It's flipping sound. It's sound. It's not a drug, right? It's sound. And if it can calm an autistic child's brain in three minutes so he can use his hands, why are we saying no? Mm -hmm. It's fear. I, I, from being in the classroom and, and being an outlier <laughs> my entire life in the classroom as well as outside the classroom, it's all fear-based. And, and my hope and the reason I ask these questions around, are you able to get it into schools? What does that look like? Who are, who are the people that are saying yes to you guys? It's because that is my intention. Um, and I'm always curious and, and where I can go and how I can help and, and how I can learn more. Um, and so I, I just, I really want to say thank you for what you guys are doing and for advocating for so many people that don't have a voice and don't even, it's not even that they don't have a voice, it's they don't know how to use their voice. And it's not the shame, blame, guilt, any of those components. It's not good, bad, positive, negative, right or wrong. It's just they don't know how to, they were not taught. And so the more we have these conversations, like you guys are choosing to have, and I'm so grateful that you're having them, um, the more we are able to help and and support and take away the fear so that you know the, the unknown is not so scary it's actually really helpful um and so the psychology behind what you guys are doing the technology behind what what you guys are promoting i just i i want to say thank you and i really appreciate what you guys have, have shared well thank you thank you so, yeah really uh you know back at your sister um so i um, I applaud you for coming out here and disrupting the current reality. Most people are not willing to do that. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, you're amazing. So thank you. Really, you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're amazing. Um, I'm scrolling my phone number on the bottom of the, thing, of the page. Please call it. <laughs> I want to talk you know to you what, after the show. I will, I will get your number. Yeah, I so, will get your number. Um, wait, is it on your site? Sorry, yeah, it's I on my site, and it's I also tried to log in. Like, yeah, it's eight four seven. I, I tried to log in. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You tried to log in. I tried to log in like I did last time, so that I could do comments, and I don't know what was going on with my phone. So then I tried to log in and that didn't work so then i just called you um, that's fine so the number is 847-738-0242 and um okay, yeah and so there you can go to my website and schedule uh just schedule any consult that's free for 30 minutes 
Um, and it may be longer, our conversation, but hey. <laughs> so there. But I welcome it. I welcome. I, you know, I, I, anything that I can do to help and any, anything that I can learn for families that don't know is, is my purpose. So, um, so thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, to continue the conversation. Likewise. And then Naima Latif, our executive uh, producer, says, I agree. Sorry, Nikki, your face is getting cut off. Uh, we need to remove all the stress from the educational experience. Why are we insisting on making children as neurotic as adults? Really? Right. Keeping them in the state of fear of public humiliation and punishment every day. Learning should be fun and exciting, not stressful. Amen, Naima. We've got Nikki's face back. Now. A thousand percent. Yeah. Thousand the control, percent. right? That's all I kept hearing in my mind when you guys were saying that why isn't it should be simple. It's like, well, then we can't control them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And the lack of control. I'm actually, this is not like a self-plug. I do have to be completely honest with that side of um, but I know that today is day 222. 22 is a powerful day. I don't know why. I just felt it in my body. And the more that we can release the control over people's lives, the more that we can let kids authentically show up. And so I, I'm, I'm doing a class later, and that was the whole premise behind it. It's like, why are we... We see these generational problems, right? The generational problem is what we grew up with. And we get to look at them and say, do I want to bring you know, anxiety or trauma or pressure or whatever it is, right, into my child, into the next generation, into the next group of people that I'm around? Or do I want to see what my problem was and really heal it and work through it and know that it's a continuum, that it's never going to stop healing, but I have to be conscious of it? And can I teach and model and embody those practices so that the younger generations can also do the same thing? And that's the piece that we have to really make a conscious decision on is the reality that there's no control. Yeah, it's so spot on. And so, okay, Tinkerbell wants me to share her story. So Tinkerbell is on my left shoulder. Um, She's my son, Conyers. She's a parrot. And she was uh, put into the basement a dark basement and the doors closed and the lights off because she made too much noise. This is by her previous owner before I adopted her. She was so traumatized because somebody had to control what came out of her mouth, right? Um, That when I got her, she couldn't perch on my shoulder the way that she perches now. She would actually slide down. And then when she slid, she hit rock bottom and then plunk because she couldn't use her wings either. And so it took a lot of love, good food first. Then I brought in Fagala, who's on my right shoulder, who taught her how to be a bird. And then we used the BOD, the frequency healing and the Beamer. And this is pulse, what I've, I've got, I, now I wear my pulse electromagnetic frequencies right on my wrist now. So that just makes it easier versus having to sit on it all day Uh, or for eight minutes. I just wear it. But I mean, they (laughs) come back as a bird in my house. You get organic food, sound um, and all different types of energy, like Reiki and healing uh, frequencies to help you. And now she sits 
lovingly. She's not afraid of men anymore. She flies, she squawks when she has something to say. Um, and if we can do this for an animal, which birds have more anxiety than most animals on the planet, we can do this for our children. 60 seconds. Birds don't lie. Wow. So I'm really grateful um, for everyone. Uh, thank you to all of our callers. Thank you, uh, Nikki. Thank you, Jamie, uh, for uh, taking your valuable time and sharing your wisdom with the world. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I am beyond grateful. People, if you need to uh, reach out to Nikki or Jamie, uh, please uh, feel free. Ten seconds. We're going to go a few seconds over, but please feel free to reach out to Nikki at 402 310 3877. And you can go to her website at nikkisampson.com. Jamie Klein, 402-207-6534. And her website is avantbrainthrive.com. You can't go wrong by investing in yourself. You have to invest in yourself first. You have to pay yourself first. And I probably should have said this earlier. You should, when you're saving money, they say pay yourself first, right? Pay yourself off the top of your paycheck. That is a cardinal rule for savings. And I'm here to tell you to manifest your best self. Pay yourself first, not just with money, but with time. So each morning, except for Tuesday mornings because of the show, <laughs> we start our day with meditation, Reiki, some sort of self-care that resonates with us for that day. Find what resonates for you and mm -hmm. practice that. Know that you will have to shift it up a bit because you're going to change. And so your needs are going to change and honor where you're at and love yourself first. Any last uh, comments from Nikki first and then Jamie? I think the only thing um, being mindful when you're manifesting is just asking the empowering questions of what's trying to unfold what's the great vision i think michael bernard beckwith is a really good tool for the right questions and i think that uh just understanding that you get instead of asking the why me questions why is this happening to me asking the what can i learn here and being open to listening to the answers and knowing that your mind is going to try and stop you from getting the next best thing so having help with understanding what's going on right there. I think that's the most important part is investing in that support because a lot of times our friends and family are not our best support. 
So investing in yourself and getting that right support is super duper important on this. And um, yeah, I think and that's really what's changed my life is investing in myself. Yeah. So Nikki, the other thing, people need to know that your your friends and family are not always qualified to answer your questions. Yes, <laughs> that that is it. And they want you to go back to who they know you as. <laughs> Yes. They, they want they want you to not change right They're your the change that, is threatening them right that is so huge so this is the other part and i apologize for going a few minutes over but change what you want to change anyway and here's why the people that love you will come back watch i've watched it i've watched it for me my friends they will come back, breathe through it and love them anyway. Love them where they're at. Don't make them wrong for not wanting you to change because they'd like the old you. <laughs> That's comfortable. That's the comfortable place. Anything else, Jamie? No, I mean, I think it was a great day and a good way to get started. I think just, yeah, knowing, being okay with moving forward, being okay with changing and, and staying focused on, on that is, is just huge in manifesting what you want to go towards. Being okay with the change is, is, is all right. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you. I just want to say uh, I am grateful to all of our callers and listeners. Um, for piping in, sharing your knowledge uh, with us so that we can share it with the world. Um, uh, please feel free to share this show with your friends. And I want to say at the end of this month, um, I'm picking out two people from my YouTube channel. So if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, I'm picking out two people to receive an intuitive reading, a free intuitive reading. Um, where I just access source energy and um, uh, tell you what source is, you know, answer, answer your deepest questions, the things that will serve your highest good. So go to YouTube and uh, dial in to Susan Essentials and um, subscribe. Let me know that you've subscribed and hopefully you'll win. And we'll be doing this every single month. So uh, picking two, pick two. Two's the lucky number today. Two is the number of the day. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I wish this wasn't ending. I will. I won't lie. <laughs> so, Thank right. you so much. This Thanks. was amazing. Bye bye. Bye bye. Enjoy your day. You too.